Welcome to the Territorial Fae Podcast, a podcast where boozy fae females discuss bookish adventures. Hey guys, welcome back to the Territorial Fae Podcast. I'm host Alicia. I'm Amanda. I'm Kaylee. And again, we have host Jen who who will be with us for our read-along so um today we are on episode two of our Hunger Games reread where we or read through um where we are going through chapters six through the end of chapter 10 so we're just gonna dive right into it all right so we left off chapter five with them finishing up the parade um they she was Katniss girl on fire everybody loved her um Peter started doing his little flirt flirt and she gave him a kiss on the cheek and that's literally where chapter five uh ended and chapter six began his so, was genuine hers was not but <laughs> <laughs> um and then they so chapter six starts with like describing the training center which is where they're going to have to stay for the next few weeks and it it says it's like each the training center has like where they're going to do training and each floor of this tower is where the tributes live and each floor is what district so obviously they're the 12th floor so the highest floor um and what i thought was really funny um is i don't know if she's in it yet or if i missed it oh yeah the elevator but she want she liked it so much she wanted to ask effie to do the elevator again but she didn't so i thought that was just you know it reminds me of when i'm in a a fast elevator you know it's like showing her age because so much of what she does is so mature and well past what she should be doing and it's finally like oh she's still a kid (laughs) right it's childlike this is where we meet the avox girl right yes mm-hmm. this is my first flag for effie because she got she's talking about how everybody's talking about um them the girl on her yeah and district 12 you know might be awesome it's very mysterious and something about them being um, barbaric or whatever but she goes Everyone has a reservation naturally, you being from the coal district. But I said, and this was very clever of me. I said, well, if you put enough pressure on coal, it turns to pearls. To pearls. Oh, <laughs> she at us Sorry. so brilliantly. We have no choice but to respond enthusiastically to her cleverness, even though it's wrong. And I was just like, that's straight Effie. You know, like she tries to make something she's so else. clueless but like in Katniss's mind she makes she thinks it's funny and like her line of thinking makes me laugh because she's like barbarism that's ironic coming from a woman helping us prepare helping to prepare us for slaughter and what's she basing our success on our table manners yes oh God, it's funny <laughs> yeah but, it- but Effie is so clueless she really is and I mean she she does Okay, um, starting this episode, if you're joining us for the first time, we're not going to do any spoilers for um, anything except chapters 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. And the last five minutes, we will be discussing spoilers for the rest of the series, kind of foreshadowing. Um, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, so you didn't hear that before, um, you're a weirdo. 
I don't know how you just jump <laughs> six or ten. Go back and listen to the other one and then come back here. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, so what do you have? I don't have many flags. I have the Effie flag and two other flags for this, and that's it. I read six through ten all today, so they're all blending together for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one but, thing, she but said I know. That... Go ahead, Jen. One thing she said. Uh, sorry, but like she talks about wine, and I didn't think about <sighs> this when I was a kid because I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." But she said that like the wine could have used, a, could have been improved Little... by a few spoonfuls of honey. <laughs> honey, and I was like. <laughs> because she said the only wine she had like had or witnessed before was what her mom used for medicinal purposes yeah mom was like a nurse so yeah so she said that i was like oh so she's her mom's using it as like cough syrup probably right but it's one of those things where like when i was 18 yeah yeah but when i was 18 i didn't think about it and now i'm like oh no honey you don't do that (laughs) no and i'm over here like how dare you better i know at 18 I had never tried wine in my life so I didn't I didn't know anything about that I I don't think I actually started drinking wine until we were on recruiting duty that was our third duty station as adults when I started such an unimportant line they actually sell a wine sweetener that you're you put like a teaspoon in and I swear (laughs) I've never heard heard of this somebody who's lived in europe all four of us have and now we want to kill people because are you insane exactly that's, that's why i'm like i don't do that anymore but i remember i used to i think when i was living in jersey someone gave or somewhere someone gave me something that was like here try putting like a spoonful of this in your wine um but anyway okay back to so the what 16 year old katniss needed yes. yeah it's not important it's like such a small detail it's but it's just yeah, like, it was yeah. funny <laughs> As an adult, yeah, you so think you of it now. A, you want to put a spoonful of that in your boon sperm, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Boon sperm is trash. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. That's all I used to drink as like a 19-year-old. Um. Okay, so my only takeaway I have from this chapter was learning about <laughs> this Avox girl. Mm-hmm. So yes. is she like serving? Is she serving them? Or is she like, what, yes. like a maid or something? Oh, so, this girl with bright red hair comes, I think, to the table and Katniss, like, immediately recognizes her. And she, she like, says, looks hey, her, she you. says, I know you. And everybody at the table is, like, in shock. And Effie's like, no, you do not. There's no way you know her. Uh, she's in AVOX. Um, and then Katniss has to ask what an AVOX is. So it's somebody mm-hmm. that has committed treason and they've had their tongue cut out. So mm-hmm. as a punishment, so they can no longer talk. And so, now they're pretty much like slaves. Yeah. The capital. So like they're, servants. Yep. So they're like servants in the capital now. So PETA helps her and says, oh, you're right. She's a dead ringer for this chick that we went to school with. Um, Deli Cartwright. Deli Cartwright. And Katniss is like, oh, okay, that must be it. It was like a pasty-faced, lumpy girl with yellowish, ha- yellowish hair who looks about as much like our server as a beetle does a butterfly. <laughs> So that says how beautiful that the girl is, obviously. And mm-hmm. then you know, when Katniss is like, hey, I know you, the girl is immediately shaking her head furiously, like, absolutely fucking not, you don't. Yeah. So 
Katniss decides to tell Peta while they're alone how she knows this girl. So they go up to the roof and you find out that when she was hunting with Gail once, um, they were like in a tree. They were like under, she says like under a rock rock ledge Mm -hmm. or something. And um, like the birds were singing and all of a sudden the birds were silent. They see two people running through the woods and a capital hovercraft appear out of nowhere. So one of these two people running through the woods is the girl that she just saw yep. at she the gets table. Like she gets captured by a net and the boy she's with gets, gets speared and is clearly dead. And they take him up. But So you learn away. that like during this exchange, Katniss and this girl made eye contact at some point. So Katniss knows this girl knows who she is. Katniss knows who the girl is and Katniss and she called like, for help. Yep. Yeah. Katniss, the girl called for help and Katniss and, and Gail just sat there. So Katniss has a lot of remorse for not helping this girl when she needed it. Yep. Um, which I want to talk about in the spoiler part later, which that's pretty much the whole chapter. And you learn the roof, they go on the roof, which um you can't jump off of because there's the you there's the barrier like a force field um, yeah yeah so one thing though before that like right after the whole like deli cut right when they're just talking they're talking about the outfits and it's like who's Hamish asked whose idea was it to hold hands and Portia said it was Cinna's and Hamish said just the perfect touch of rebellion very nice and I I highlighted like rebellion I have to think about that one a moment but when I remember the other couples standing stiffly apart, never touching or acknowledging each other, as if their fellow tribute did not exist, as if the games had already begun, I know what Hamish means. Presenting ourselves not as adversaries, but as friends has distinguished us as much as the fiery costumes. Yeah. So I thought I that was cool. Uh, yeah. Well, and I like cool about the um the roof because we didn't mention that they went to the roof because they were both really nervous about cameras and being overheard that they were both being watched even before the game started so they knew even before the game started that the capital was watching them Mm -hmm. but like she also only told him this is another Katniss strategy she only tells him about this because she says she uses it as a way for him to think that she sees him as a friend. Yeah. Like she doesn't even, she's just always, always strategizing, even when there's no one listening. Um, And then like, also I, Peta asked if Gail's her cousin, like subtly trying uh-huh. to get <laughs> yeah. some information. And I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, super subtle, but you can do it Katniss because she's not going to understand what you're asking. Nope. And she's <laughs> oblivious. Uh, my flag for Peta in this was Peta takes off his jacket and wraps it around my shoulders. I saw it, I started to take a step back, but then I let him, deciding for a moment to accept both his jacket and his kindness. A friend would do that, right? A friend would do that, right? God, she's so oblivious. Bless she is. her heart. She has been so starved for affection in her entire life. That she's, she's doing it, thinking that she's doing it in this strategic way. Mm-hmm. Well, she's doing it because she needs it. Yeah. Like she's doing it because she needs it, and she's trying to play it off like, "Oh, well, it's just part of the game." Well, well I think also, I think she thinks that. Really, and I think that's how she gets friends. Like Gail, her and Gail started being friends out of necessity, not yeah. because yeah. they wanted when, to be friends. 
So I think that's kind of like, that's how she works. She has had one friend for five years and now Mm -hmm. here's another one trying to be her friend and she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Like she just can't even handle it. Right. Because she's so starved for that affection that she doesn't know if he's doing it to win points for the game or to actually be her friend. Right. She really doesn't know. This chapter ends with um, her going back to her room and the redheaded Avox is in there collecting her stuff and they kind of just like avoid each other. Um, And that's, and she goes, I wonder if she'll enjoy watching me die. And that's when she she also says, like she says, um, you don't forget the face of the person who was your last hope. Yeah. She knows who I am. Yeah. She apologizes. She, you know, Katniss does apologize. Oh, hey, I'm sorry for. Not yet though. Not yet. Not this chapter yet. It's in these five chapters, but not chapter six. Okay. No, she she is like you can tell though. She just has that guilt. She's still carrying. So I mean, she has a sense of humanity of like this is wrong and like that should have never happened to her. And she hates that she was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's later because that redhead towards the end, like of these five chapters um, like yeah she yeah. cares for her yeah and it yeah I, it's toward it's at it, the end at the, like right ones. before d- she gets to the game when she's like feeling really alone um but chapter seven mm-hmm. is when what they start the training um yeah. hey, Mitch the training. tells them not to show their true strengths which Katniss is a bow and arrow and PETA's is strength, but, and I'm sure you flagged this because you love PETA so much. Did you not? The flower? Is that, is that the page that you're on right now where they're like arguing about their strength? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, yeah. well, that they, he first asked like, am I coaching you separately or together? And she's like, why the fuck would you coach us separately? You know? Yeah. Like, and then it's like, um, she's excellent. My father buys her squirrels. He always comments on how the arrows never pierce the body. She hits everyone in the eye. And then she- Which is she's insane. Like, squirrel's like, eyeball is this tiny. This assessment of my skill from PETA takes me totally by surprise. First, that he ever noticed. Second, that he's talking. And then she gets mad. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, what are you doing? Don't underestimate yourself. And then she's like, what about you? I've seen you in the market lifting 50 kilos. Mine's a- um, I've seen you in the mine's a European. Oh yeah, so this one's kilos. it's yeah. bags of okay. flowers. What it says um, in the other one, and then tell him that's not nothing. And she goes, "Yeah, I'm sure it's arena. Arena will be full of bags of flour for me to chuck at people." <laughs> that's one of our our who said it quotes that we did in our one um, of our last episode. And then she's like, "He can rectal. He came in second. Um, and then. I, I tagged something the other and it's like it's the you have the whole piece about his what his dad oh, his mom what his mom, mom said, said to me when she came to say goodbye as if to cheer me oh. she said maybe district 12 will finally have a winner then i realized she didn't mean me she meant you and she's like what a piece of trash no but she said she's a survivor that one, that one. she is yeah more fuel to hate his mom and then after all this, this is like one of my favorite. Peter rolls his eyes at yep. Hamish. She has no idea of the effect she can have. 
Well, Katniss gave him a compliment before that, too. She's like, but she only said, because someone helped me. Yep. And then he says, like, she has no idea the effect. And she she thinks it to mean that, like, people pitied her. And yeah, he that one makes her. her very angry. Yeah, she's so mad about it. And which he doesn't mean it like that. Because, nope. again, she's an idiot. He He's meaning, like, you know, she has power to inspire people. To get people to like her, yep. to rally. But I think he also and she takes it the wrong way and gets very he's, upset. He's also saying like she has no idea, like yeah. for his own yeah, yeah. personal reasons, you have no, like I, I that, the attention. effect she's had. Because yeah, she's like, oh, I didn't realize he paid attention. Girl, he's been watching you. Yeah, but then that sounds she creepy. Also but says, <laughs> like I realize I've been keep. I I put that somewhere. Where is it? think I flagged it someone and it's like I guess I realized that I've been keeping tabs of the boy with the bread um as well I don't know where I put it but um Um, oh it says right here I did it says I hear it over my head she has no idea the effect she can have um but a tiny part of me wonder obviously meant to demean me right but a tiny part of me wonders if this was a compliment that he meant I was appealing in some way it's weird how much he's noticed me, like the attention he's paid to my hunting. And apparently, I have not been as oblivious to him as I imagined either. The flower, the wrestling, I've kept track of the boy with the bread. Hello, when she calls him the boy with the bread. The boy with the bread. I can't. That makes me so happy. So, um... But then they talk about, like... Training. And, then, and you kind of uh, get like an idea of how her size is compared to everyone else because she said that at least like half like all of almost all the boys and at least half of the girls are bigger than her so yeah. she's not a very big person like she's pretty small right. but she then realized how fortunate she was that she hunted because she noticed that her body is more fit even mm-hmm. though she's tiny she's more fit Okay, and we haven't actually uh, addressed career tributes yet. So, do one yeah, of you I... want to discuss the career tributes? Yeah. So the career tributes—they are um, district districts one, two, four, just districts one, two, and four. So pretty much those districts—they train their kids because they want. They actually like volunteer. They mm-hmm. trip over each other volunteering to be a tribute because it's glory for them. So they train, which you're not supposed to do, but to be in the games. So they call them career tributes because that's what they grow up doing to be tributes in the games. Um, yeah, and it said they're trained and fed throughout their lives, and they each must have like 50 to 100 pounds on her. Like these kids have been ready, they're normal people. <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy to me. Mine keeps saying kilos because it's in... That's funny. Yeah, everything's kilos. So the rest of this one is training, right? And then it's time um, to showcase their talents. Yeah, but um, you find out the that PETA does the cakes. Oh, yeah. When it's like, um, it's so lovely. And then he's like, I do the cakes. And then, but then he tries to make a joke. And it's like, say it's actually a gigantic cake and she's like say we actually move on like and he's like he's just trying to mess around with her but 
Um, I also like how they eat together because they're supposed to do everything together. Everything. So they're at every station together, learning actual good survival skills. Um, and they eat lunch together. But and... she's mad at him during this whole part. Oh, Is yeah. she not? Always has attitude with him. She's yeah. mad at him for that comment he made. Oh she, yeah. Because yeah. she like is like, well, I'm gonna keep her arm's length. Like I don't quite trust you. But she um and then they find topics and one of them is the bread basket and he points out all the different types um in there, how the fish-shaped loaf is tinted green with seaweed from district four, crescent moon roll dotted with uh seeds from district eleven. Um, although it's made from the same stuff, it looks a lot more appetizing. And he's like, there you have it. And he puts it on and he's like, um, you know, so it's like he knows he's trying to like just, you know, continue their little friendship. Well, because they also have to sit together and everything. So she's she like finds it hard to converse. But they start talking yeah. about like when she challenged a bear and she said he laughs and asks questions right on cue. He's much better at this than I am. She thinks he's like faking it but he's genuinely having a conversation yes. with her and she sees everything as like part of the game i know <laughs> like she cannot separate nuts, herself honestly. from it it yeah. was it like was a strategy so um and they then yes, they do the showcase of the talents um so they talk about rue like following oh, her you around. have a shadow you have a shadow and yeah this little tiny girl who looks like she's 10 and reminds her of a frightened bird and all this stuff and i'm like reminds oh. her of prim yep Peta mm-hmm. says because her I name is her also name a is flower rue. i bite my lip rue is a small yellow flower that grows in the meadow rue primrose neither of them could tip the scale at 30 kilos soaking wet which is like yeah, and after they have like before they end up going i think into the game makers uh solo session thing mm-hmm. she like tells Peta like we don't have to pretend to be friendly when no one else is around mm-hmm. remember she just like yeah. had why did she say that and then i i feel like she's even like why why did i say that oh but <laughs> they, like they started like talking in the hallway like joking in the hallway when no one is around and that's when mm-hmm. she's like wait why we don't have to and then she stops herself. No. She's like, oh no, I'm starting to get too friendly and I can't let this happen. She says, no, please, let's not. But she she doesn't want to be friends with him fake because she's worried about them having to kill each other. Yeah, I think she's just, she's constantly trying to keep him at arm's length. Yeah. Like we cannot be close friends like we can pretend outside but even that I think she's like I find this hard to do I mean I get it though because there's only one Victor Victor so one of them like no matter has to die one of them has to die yeah the other to live so I guess like I get it but you know yeah and I think she's probably like sparing herself from getting attached to someone yeah like it's gonna be that much harder to kill him if she's His friend. If she likes him. <laughs> but they do um their showcase and I flagged Katniss's obviously because she they do it by district and she's the last one. And by that point she says you can tell that like I know something is wrong. Like there's 
you know, they're already bored. They've done this it's like for six hours. hours later. Yeah. If, if, if it's 15 minutes each, that's almost six hours later. <laughs> and then she realized that not even picking up a weapon was an idiot move because she has no idea how these weapons work. So her first shot missed. She had to like get her bearings. And because her first shot missed, people just stopped paying attention. But it says yeah. like, and I, I flagged this because it showed how awesome she was with a bow that it's like, I I take my initial position, skewer the dummy right through the heart. I sever the rope that holds the stand bag um, without mm-hmm. pausing. I shoulder roll forward, come up on one knee and send the arrow into one of the hanging lights above. But, and then this is where in our last episode, we said like, she gets pissed, right? She's very um, <laughs> like emotion driven or um, fuck you driven. And this is where it is because she's like, suddenly I'm furious because no one's, they're all fixated on this roasted pig and no one noticed me. So what the fuck did she do? She shot an arrow (laughs) at them, at the apple in the pig's mouth. Yeah. At the gamekeepers. Mm -hmm. And, And she skewered it exactly through the apple. And they were all looking at her like, what the fuck? They were shocked. One guy literally falls backwards into the punch and she just bows and leaves. She doesn't wait for them to say you're excused. She says, thank you for your consideration and pieces out. And leave. (laughs) They're the good manners that FBE liked. Right? Yeah. So I love that. I I feel like she's so concerned too about, and you don't see this in the movie, but she's very concerned that they're going to go and kill her family yeah so that rolls at the chapter eight which is that and i realized reading this chapter like because i watch the movies at least once a year you know and they leave this whole part out right she comes in like cocky afterwards in the movie and like Mm -hmm. in this she comes in and shuts herself in a room and and cries for an hour there's the teenage side again showing her age yep so she's panicked. She's like, I'm gonna die. They're gonna kill my family as retribution. I have fucked everything up. Well, she knew a lot was riding on that. She's like, yeah. showing them what you can do and getting a good number is a big deal. And to have them ignore her, she like right. couldn't handle it. She was already panicking about doing it. And then yeah. that happens and she just like her she anger like, just like takes over. And she does great yeah. when she's angry, but it ends up doing stuff too that's really stupid. And she just panicking. And so then this chapter really is just like her crying. And then you find out that they get all get numbered because mm-hmm. no one can actually see them training. And this is a way for people to kind of start betting on them. Like what the mm-hmm. game makers do. Yeah. And I think like everything hits her at that moment because she hasn't even cried yet about right. her family. She time. hasn't cried about this whole experience. And yeah. I think having that happen and realize how big of a deal that was, it like yeah. all hits her. And I think she realizes that like it just not being able to fight is pushes her over the edge. Like yeah. I've been fighting, fighting, fighting. And then this one moment, you guys don't let me fight. And it's like You're it's not everything. Everything comes. Yeah. Pouring just out of her. counting me because I'm the female from District 12. And then it's like... um well, Hamish is like, well, that's that, you know, like nothing they can do uh-huh. now besides try to kill you more in the arena. That's literally yeah. like, and they're going to do it anyway. Did so, we say yeah. what their scores were? 
um not no, so this before, is before the that. Yeah. yeah when and then she started like calming down because it was like oh okay like he's right my family's safe I'm okay but this yeah. is where I flagged Effie uh where is that what you're gonna say Jen like oh but I flagged Effie because um they they started joking because it's like what was the reaction and that's when she said a man fell into the punch yeah and, um everybody's laughing except Effie who's suppressing a smile she says well it serves them right it's their job to pay attention to you and just because you come from district 12 is no excuse to ignore you then her eyes start around as if she said something totally outrageous i'm sorry but that's what i think she says to no yeah. one in particular, but that's like because she knows he knows they're watching oh but i think that's her first rebellious type yeah statement that she yeah. probably ever said you know well, like or express really the thing yeah. too is when she comes out who notices something's wrong effie, effie. no Peta. she comes out and he goes did something happen because he she walks out hadn't seen them all day because she just like yeah. ran out and he looks at her and like raises his eyebrows and like what happened yeah well effie and hamish had been knocking on her door that whole time Mm-hmm. they were trying to be like what happened yeah but like when she sits down he seems to be the first person to understand yeah. something happened always watching that one yeah he is at least her but yeah then he makes her feel better too because he says that they ignored him and i think he kind yeah. of yeah. They all like she even says that they cheered them up somehow like they all calmed her down. Yeah. Which I loved. I thought that was so nice. It was such a nice group. Were Cinna and the Silas Portia? there? Or... Yeah. Yeah, they were there at dinner and I think yeah. like this kind of shows too like she's been thinking this whole time it's all up to her. Yeah. That it is all on her that she's the only one doing this and I think this is one of those times where it's like oh there's other people there mm -hmm. for you in your corner Team. yeah um, so and then they, they all go into the next room for the reading of the district's numbers to watch on the television yep and um obviously people like got the career tributes got higher <laughs> Um, everybody else kind of got a five. Ruth somehow Ruth came out got a seven. seven. Um, Peter yeah, got, got an eight. eight. Yep, and then Katniss gets got an 11. eleven, which is like unheard of because it only goes out to of twelve. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, everybody was just like dead silent for a second, and then they were like, "What? Oh my gosh!" But then I think Peter was a little, not maybe jealous, but maybe a little. He he was a little shocked. Yeah, and that that chapter ends with them just saying like, um, in the morning at the breakfast was a little like awkward and quiet, yeah. and she's like, "We'll start coaching us," and it's like, "Well, here's the deal." Um, Peter's asked to be coached separately, and yeah. at the beginning of chapter nine, I flagged for Katniss because it says betrayal, like that's the first yeah. thing I feel, which is ludicrous, ludicrous, which. To me, is like, dude, it's because you obviously, like, like... You just shut him out. You didn't flag the Gale? The uh, Gale part I where... Did. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I did. I flagged... Well, say it because whoever's on Team Gale, sorry, okay. but you're wrong. 
<laughs> because this know. whole entire book, all she does is talk about how he's her friend. She goes into this thing about how she's missing Gail. Um, he said, so this she talks says, about how they met and became friends. Yeah. This is, this is the Gail and Katniss chapter, how she went out there and she was looking at his snares and he popped up and was like, um, you know, and they made a deal like, I'll, you, I'll teach you how to do snares if you teach me your knowledge on this. So they start begrudgingly teaching each other or sharing their knowledge. And Mm -hmm. then she says like one day, like they start talking about hunting and then one day without either of them knowing they became a pair and they started hunting together and splitting everything together. And it just, but it took like a few, like a year or two to like get to that point, you know? Mm -hmm. But I have to say like, the one thing that I did notice with Peta and Gail is that she forms some kind of bond relationship, whatever it is with both of them out of trauma, because with Gail, his dad also died in the same explosion that her dad died in and they are both going to the woods to try to survive and help their families families. and Mm -hmm. they become friends because out of necessity they want to teach each other what they know so that they can both hunt and then they become a pair Mm -hmm. and with Peta, they're both thrown into this thing yeah you know you're ready to die so like they both start out she starts out both of these friendships out of some crazy trauma so yeah yeah Okay. I, what I flagged was sometimes I I'm, I was actually happy being on the woods with Gail. I call him my friend, but in the mm-hmm. last year, it seems too casual a word for what Gail is to me. A pang of longing shoots through my chest. If only he was with me now, but of course I don't want that. You know, I just miss him. Like, so, but I like that. And that's, I flagged it because I was like, is that her? She does love him, but she doesn't want him to be in danger and I don't think she's ever had romantic feelings for Gail I really don't I don't think she's ever allowed herself that space to have any type of romantic feelings for anybody because of the situation she's in yeah Yeah. I think it's more like companionship or he gives her a sense of security Mm -hmm. not so much like oh I love you because of this it's like oh you're familiar like that's how she says it that he's familiar Mm -hmm. not anything else um he understands the struggle that she is going through so it's like a camaraderie of a similar struggle in feeding their families and their fathers both died and being the responsible one having that weight on their shoulders and she talks about like how she can't help comparing them she said that like she says gail and i were thrown together by a mutual need to survive Pete and I know the other survival means our own death. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a rough situation, like for yeah. a sixteen year old, you know. Rue is only twelve. I know. I yeah. don't like to think about it. No. And they say she looks like she's ten. Yeah. Like Bryce and uh, ten. Yeah. Like her. Yeah. yeah. Can you like imagine someone who's like as small as your kid? It'd be like Addie. Yeah, you know, Addie yeah. watched these movies, and that's like the one thing she remembers from this is is that little girl. I think it traumatized her. <laughs> I almost got nervous reading this because, and I, I won't do. Uh, I guess I'll save it for the spoiler part. But um, anyway, chapter nine is like she feels betrayal, and they have that day to get ready for their interviews the next day, and 
So they split up time, four hours with Effie and four hours with um, Haymitch going over strategy. And she's like, what can I do for four hours? And it's like till the T, like to the very end of time, Effie has this girl like walking in heels. Well, yeah, and- she says the worst part is walking in heels. Mm-hmm. It's funny too, though, because she talks about it being like a betrayal. Now, my like, girl, what's your idea to distance yourself in the yes! first place? Like, yeah. such a typical girl thing to be like, it's, hold on a second, yeah. you want space? That was, <laughs> how dare you? We didn't agree on that. This is my favorite. It was supposed finish. to be my idea. Well, ooh, the dead slot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, she asked what what uh, PETA's approach was, but I felt like this line that Hamish said was, like, spot on. It said, likable. He has a sort of self-deprecating humor naturally. And I'm like, yes, that's yeah. literally PETA, like yeah. what it is. So um yeah. Okay. So then they're trying but to figure out her. Hours. Yeah. So what I, I all I have is what he said. So what does she say to him before that? Do you know? She just says she has like she's not personable or something. Yeah, it's like whereas you open she's your mouth and you come across as a sullen and hostile. And then it says, um, it says, so they try to go think of just go through the stuff, like delight me. So she tries to answer questions in a winning fashion, but I'm too angry with Hamish to even do that. So then she, um, they're trying to go through answers and it's just literally not working. Um, and then he says, so Hamish tells her, you better learn fast. You've got about as much charm as a dead slug. Oh, it says lie, make something up. I'm not good at lying. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm not good at lying. Well, you better learn fast. Yep. Yeah. And he knew she's a bad actress. She just is. It's so funny though, because she spends four hours with him and she spends like two minutes with Cinna and they figure it out. Yeah, yeah, but it's like they tried humble and then she and then it goes into it's like she tried not witty, not uh, like uh, she can't play cocky. She can't play arrogant. She can't play witty, funny, sexy or mysterious. At, literally at the end of that whole session, she has no idea who she is because she has absolutely no yeah. personality is what it comes down to. Yeah, like but, but then, she and Hamish are too much alike and for them to I flagged that with Cinna. Cinna was like, yeah. you are that way towards Hamish, but you're mm-hmm. not that way towards me. Yeah. Or your prep team or whatever. So like he gives her the strategy of like, just look at me and act like, yeah. like, am I your friend? Could I be your friend? And it's like, yes. And it's Did like, you tell you- me about your sister? And she's yeah. like, I think so. So look at me. Um, And then we see her dress for the interview, which is, heavy and it's it's gemstones it's just gemstones that are layered like um designed to look like flame when you know um which are which is gorgeous like and when she sees herself she's just like stunned her breath is taken away because they've created this beautiful creature she says i am not pretty i am not beautiful i am as radiant as the sun for a while we all just stare at me oh senna i finally whisper thank you yeah the creature standing before me in the full-length mirror has come from another world that's i love it i love it so much and i feel like they did such justice in the movie with her relationship with senna that it's just for people that 
have read the books and obviously all of you guys are readers and you watch a movie and then you're like that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong I actually texted I think Kara the other day I was I was watching something and I was like I'm three minutes in it might have been Alicia and I'm like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and I do that to my husband (laughs) he's it so does Jake, but Jake does it too for books he's read, so he can shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so iconic, their relationship. I feel like it's it tugs at your heartstrings. And then they go into the interviews and they talk about Caesar Flickerman and mm-hmm. how he hasn't changed in the last 40 but years. Stanley Tucci. I he's love Stanley Tucci. Actor he for this so favorite. much. But it says this year, his hair is powder blue and his eyelids and lips are coated in the same hue. But I really like this, um, her interview, because she even says, like, he tries really hard Mm -hmm. to, like, help the, you know. um, tributes. Yeah. And she even says, like, he does something during it to, like, help her, you know. And I was like, you know, like. But Stanley Tucci, all I see is him now as I'm like reading it because I don't think I've read it since I've seen the movie. And now all I see is Stanley Tucci and his flamboyance. He's so amazing. But I have, that's, I don't, I only have the last sentence really uh, highlighted left for this chapter. Do you have anything else? Is PETA's interview in this chapter or the last chapter? That's the last. Okay, but Katniss is first because apparently the girl tribute goes first in the interviews, but she didn't go first in the gamekeeper things. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But she sits down. She's talking to what's his name? Caesar. Yeah, and she's looking at Cinna, and he kind of just barely nods, and he's talking to her, and so she's opening up, and she's just being kind of. Um, surface level funny pretty nothing that is surface super nothing that super is catching anyone's you know like yes they ooh and they ah but it's nothing that's uh, memorable and then she stands oh, up because caesar goes or and he up. wants her to twirl uh, yeah, yeah. Sit, sit, yeah he wants her to twirl so he does the motion with his finger barely and she's spinning and she's spinning and she's spinning and she has to catch on to Caesar so she doesn't fall and he's like keep going and she's like but I'm dizzy and she's being so not herself she's being so Barbie fake kind of like and a giggling not- she called herself something like later on like a giggling Id- idiot or something yeah like that. she's not memorable and then Peta. Peter comes up and Peter like it like it says I'm still in days for the first part of Peter but he has an audience from the get-go like they're laughing they're shouting out he just smelling each other yeah (laughs) Yeah, smelling each other other. about the showers um (laughs) but then he does the whole um you know like do you have a girlfriend back home yeah it's what it is it's like um there must be some special girl come on what's her name and he's like well there is this one girl I've had a crush on her ever since I can remember but I'm pretty sure she doesn't even know I was alive until the reaping and sat like the crowd is all like oh no and it's like does she have another fellow um I don't know but a lot of boys like her 
So here's what you do. You win, says Caesar. And then, you know, she can't turn you down. He's like, I don't think that'll work out for me. And Caesar's like, why? And Peta blushes beet red and stammers out because, because she came here with me. And that ends a chapter and literally you turn the page and it's part two of the games. Like, mm-hmm. and we got one more chapter to the end of our little, like, you know, then this hits chapter 10. But I mean, she's so pissed. She gets she is so pissed. And it's like, but she gets surprised, which actually works out in her favor, honestly. And during this whole scene, so she gets really pissed. They start showing, and it's like, no, it's not good. She didn't know, no, not until now, Peta says. Um, you know, wouldn't you love to pull her back? But they can't. So anyway, when they get up to the room, or back to the thing, she pushes him. He break, he like mm-hmm. breaks an urn and falls in it and like sh- gets tons of shards in his hand and starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. And she's so mad at him. And who was it? Like, Hamish hey, was like, he made you, it's like, he made, she made me look like an idiot. And he's like, no, she actually made you look desirable because mm-hmm. you were forgettable until he made you desirable. And it's like, yep. and this was the fight oh. I was having with Jen's husband last night. And I was like, he took his strategy, his one interview and didn't make it for himself, but he used it to make Katniss more desirable. Like, yep. You know, he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed the sponsors for himself. Well, mm, partly because this partly. also made him very desirable as well. Yes, yeah, star-crossed lovers. Yes, but ultimately, like he took her from being forgettable besides the eleven, and right. her into a something a, a star-crossed was- lovers romance with him. Yeah, he gave him more so likable. And he knows she's not like, she's very bristly. She's hard to like, and even during her interview, she spent half of it twirling. Like she just wasted five minutes. Yeah. No, I think she, she just wasn't willing to open up like that, but Peter's so likable and he likes her. And this is his way to be like, I like you, but she still doesn't seem like that. I'm trying to keep you safe, girl. I'm trying to keep you safe. And then this is where we get our, our redhead Avox again because she goes back into her room and and she's like picking up breaking her, shit her boots or something. No, she, and she like, walks in right. Katniss has dinner there and starts throwing her plates. All the dishes, yeah. And the redhead walks in and sees the mess and like her eyes go wide and she says, "Just leave it, get out." And instead of getting out, um, she stays and helps her pick it up and during that time she goes i should have saved you um and and the avox said like pointed to her like touched her lip and then touched her chest and was like no you would have just ended up just like me and so Mm -hmm. she like helped her clean the room helped her get in bed and pretty much she allowed this to tuck her into bed yeah um and so and she wanted her to stay with her yeah, it was a good closing for them. I yeah. Like, like they got a little resolution there. Um, mm-hmm. Then she ended up, she couldn't sleep, obviously, because the game started the next morning. So she mm-hmm. went up to the the roof and lo and behold, Peter's there too. Because yeah. he can't sleep. And then this just makes me Team Peter even more because he's sitting up there and he's like, you know, like, contemplating life and all this stuff 
you know and it's like and it's like don't you know he's like when it comes to time i'm sure i'll just i'll kill like everybody else i can't go down without a fight only i keep wishing i could think of a way to to show the capital they don't own me that i'm mm-hmm. more than just a piece in their games and he like so he starts like, the rebellious spirit he's like don't you well, like don't you think about anything and he and she's like no i'm literally thinking about how to kill like the first person like this where or the trees wants, if there's wants, trees he wants to die being me yeah i want to die as myself is what yeah. he says i want to die as myself which like is kind of sad this part made me sad because he's clearly just like i'm about to die like mm-hmm. a little self-deprecating or like i don't know depressed he's it like it doesn't just... matter like he's done like being nice a little bit he's like it doesn't matter like i'm gonna die there's never hope for me is this the part where he tells her what his mom said no 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 that was, that was uh, earlier yeah okay but and then oh, god and then she ruins it right he ruins it but um, that was my like Lord of the Rings reference right there. Um, be, but it was like, she's like, I just want to spend my, you know, time in District Twelve, and he's like, wouldn't surprise me if you do, and then um, give my best to my mother when you make it back there. She's like, count on it, and then leave. Like, <sighs> why do they gotta be? Why does she gotta be an asshole? Like. Because that's who she is, man. She is he loves her anyway. I don't know. And then she goes to sleep. She wakes up and she immediately goes with Senna into the hovercraft to yep. prepare for going into the games. I do. They put her in um, some trousers, a green tunic, a light jacket, um, a, a heavy belt. Um, and then they just like sit there in silence. They put a tracker in her arm. They let her eat. Um, pins the Mockingjay thing to her jacket. Yep. Oh, and the Mockingjay tells her, like you said earlier, like it almost didn't make it through, but you know, uh, because one of the career tributes had a ring that when you turn the gemstone, a poison spike poison. out, but she didn't know about it. You know. Oh yeah, she didn't know. So, um, and then it ends with um, oh, and she says. Uh, Sina says, and remember this, I'm not allowed to bet, but if I could, my money would be on you. Um, truly, good luck, girl on fire, is what he says. And then she goes mm-hmm. up, and the chapter ends, and I flagged it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let the 74th Hunger Games begin. Oh I didn't goodness. want to stop reading there. I was struggling so hard to stop. I told you five chapters a week would be hard, because once you start going, you're not going to want to stop. Well, and especially stopping at right there yeah again and i'm like damn it no he just like talked he just gave her all the hope i was like i feel that hope i'm ready we can do this because we can do this giving her advice like expect cool nights like you've got this little rebellious thing on you now like keep your chin up like he even tells her to do oh yeah he actually i'm like this guy just gave her all the hope and then she's going up yeah (laughs) i loved that when he touches, he touches his chin as she's going up in the vestibule thing to show her to keep your chin up. And she lifts her chin because she loves Senna. He, he gives her hope. I, I love it. Okay. okay so, so, spoiler, spoiler. Um, okay. 
what I wanted to talk about was uh, when you brought up Jen about the the dra- uh, trauma thing, how they all came, they like the the two boys came to yeah. her during trauma, like with trauma. Like that's what she says though at the end, right? She says, um, like Gail was just all fire when I mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Like she didn't need the fire. No, she realized later it wasn't the fire, but the steady, steady calm of you know, Peter. The like, peace. See, it's she like finally does something right. Out of the two, both both through through trauma, both through horrible like having to survive, which yeah. one- like she finally realized what spirit called more to to her you know like and and also back to our argument with my husband yesterday (laughs) um at the end of it Peta has done everything for her Gail ends up being a little more selfish later and is like let's do exactly what they did to us and she's like that's what I'm trying to end and that's not what I want to do yeah Um, so when I said that I got nervous, like when they went in, I forgot that it wasn't this book that, and I was like, he's going to come out with the painting of Rue on the ground. Oh. And I was like, oh yeah, it's okay. That's book two. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. I can't handle <laughs> like her walking in right now and seeing hit, like Rue on the ground yep. painted, you know, like, which Who I don't does think that? Gets, Is it Peter does, but she doesn't get to see it. All she does is smell a bunch of bleach. Like in the movie, she sees it, but in the book, she doesn't get to see it. So yeah. where um, does he paint this? I don't remember this. The second time they have the to second do, time like, their when one they showcase their um, talents, he just draws uh... through like a silhouette of Rue on the ground. Um, remember oh, that she takes and, and she, she does hangs. like the dummy and hangs the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh god because they're all like i'm ready to do two now <laughs> okay i've got one okay more, one more if nobody else has any no okay. i have one the avox girl so mm-hmm. Peta asks her a question while she's telling the story he says where do you suppose they were going she says i don't know that district 12 is pretty much the end of the line beyond us there's only wilderness if you don't count the ruins of district 13 that's how we know the rebellion has started already which makes me wonder when it started and if the mockingjay stuff started then because that's clearly where these people were trying to go right maybe it started in she just gave them an edge or she just like gave them Mm -hmm. something else to hold on to a focal point she gave the the rebellion a focal point to Mm -hmm. a massive fire Well, because like it she made it loud yeah, right. they were yes. and she made it loud. And where everyone knew about it. Come the next book, everyone yeah. knows about this. And people know they start rebelling because they're in their own district starting to get behind it. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. she just ends up like, because it's broadcast, she gets so, much, so many more people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the only other thing I had was um, foreshadowing, maybe, whereas she talks about when they're practicing that PETA excels in hand-to-hand combat, which makes me think of when he's in the games and he ends up fighting that one guy, that one career guy and like beating him. Um, And then she says that she sweeps the edible plants test. And it's kind of like, it comes into the games that they both do that. Yeah, yeah. fighting someone hand to hand and winning, and she ends up realizing yeah. we cannot eat those. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, or we will die. Yep. That's true. Because that that plays a huge role later. Like, yeah, in the game. Sure. So, all right. Um, I'm I'm excited that we've now recorded this so that I can go read um the next five chapters. (laughs) How many chapters are in this book? Not many. Seven. Twenty-seven ish. Yeah. There's only yeah, I think there's only like four twenty-seven five episodes per book or something like that. Every and every book has the same number of chapters we mm-hmm. discovered. So they all have twenty. Yes, which is cool. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh join us next week. We will be doing chapters eleven through fifteen. Um, let us know on our Instagram if you want to join us for any of these chapters. And I think we should probably set up a group chat so you guys can talk to us about it. Um, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram, Facebook, give us a like or a follow on all of your podcast platforms. And then we are at the territorial Fay podcast. Alicia is Lady Perfectionist on Instagram, and I am Quinn of the Rereads on Instagram. And until next time, happy listening. <laughs>